BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey there, my tasty little morsels. This is Michael Munoz, your hostess with the mostest, also known as Titi Coquito this week. And welcome to a bonus track of In Yo Mouth! In your mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, oh, show you how to. Oh look. God, that's good. I wanna know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In your goosebumps. <laughs> Welcome back, folks. As you may or may not know, this week I was overjoyed to do a crossover episode of In Yo Mouth with the aunties of the Minority Report. We covered all sorts of topics from you being you to exploding bull semen. Ew. <laughs> they were great sports enjoying me in mine and your favorite parts of In Yo Mouth, but alas, we ran out of time as... As you know, I try to keep this pod to a reasonable time, mainly for my commuters out there. So after we closed out, they asked me if I would join them for a segment that they do on their pod called Ask Your Aunties. We got into a great discussion about trends in the LGBTQ community that I thought was too, too good to miss. So for your listening enjoyment, I included a bonus track this week. Listen in as we spill the tea. While we have Michael here, we're going to do one of our favorite segments and one of the community's favorite segments. You know what yes. it is. It's Ask Yo Aunties. Listen, I need y'all... <laughs> I need y'all to sample in some like a salsa music in there because Auntie Cookie is in the house being like, right? I know that's right. That's right. Yeah. I have my house dress on and my chunk class. I'm ready. Ask me what you need to. So, just to give you a quick background, so Ask Your Aunties is the community sends in their questions, whatever it may be. It could be anything from relationships, from sex questions, to bullying, to to anything, honestly. And we give them our honest opinion. Um, and hopefully it helps them. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> sometimes, because we be going off on tangents sometimes. But hopefully the community finds value. And actually, they've told us they found values in our, in our responses. So it's a segment that they love, and we try to do it pretty much every episode at this point. So uh, I think, Dewan, you're going to read us this week's episode ask your auntie's question yes i am and this one is anonymous um i didn't get official clearance to use names (laughs) but um but it's it's not really that bad um 
it, here it goes. In a gay world, there seems to be trends for what gay men find attractive. For example, when I was in my 20s, being a twink, mostly hairless, super processed hair and very thin was in. Now that I'm older, the daddy, in quotes, the daddy thing seems to be in. So I guess my question is, what do you think the next trend will be for gay men? So this person was just always on trend. <laughs> That's the person that came to my mind. Well, this particular person was actually the conversation we were having was really about how they weren't on trend and that they oh, they struggled okay. quite a bit with, you know, self-image, self-esteem because their, you know, how they expressed themselves just was not the norm. They found Got they were it. spending so much time like shaving and and being more, you know, kind of like the metrosexual, if you will. Um, and trying to achieve this look, but never really felt authentic. And now that we're in this space where you just be, are just being yourself and coincidentally, um, his self and a lot of ourselves are much hairier, much older, much whatever. This whole daddy thing is really, um, taken off, taken off for him. So he's just like, Hey, how much longer will it last? <laughs> and then B, what do you think? Like, where it does this evolve to? I hope it doesn't evolve, <laughs> evolve, because in a few years, I could technically call the daddy. I mean, to some young people right now, because I'm 31. You already a daddy girl. You no, over the hill. no, yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you over mm-hmm. the hill, over 30. No, you over the hill. <laughs> so daddy. No, mm-hmm. so I'm shaking my head. So, own it, claim it. Own it. I don't claim see it. the thing is. The thing is, I don't date anyone younger than me, so I can't be called daddy. So for there. I'm well, not a you daddy. Don't date anyone if you're already in a relationship. So there's a Damn, loophole. She just tried me. But you know what? My <laughs> man is actually older than me by four months. So I get to call him oh, daddy. So I still don't get to be daddy. So bam. <laughs> mm. <laughs> She just death dropped on the ground. I can't even. I don't know. This whole trend thing, that's an interesting phrase to me. Like, honestly, date who you want to be. Right, exactly. But it's just like, it's weird to call yourself a trend. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like, date who you want to date. Be popular with who you There's always, I feel like, a bar or in crowd for whatever you are. So if there's people that like black men, there's bars for that. There's groups for that. If you find yourself, you are daddy, and you, you can find people who are attracted to daddies. So I feel like you can always find a way to be the trend, just, just like by putting yourself in those communities. In a way. Yeah, but I feel like this is more so like the overall trend, though. Like, the, you know, because yeah. like before, like 10, 15 years ago, it was like that Abercrombie boyish look, you right. know, like, yes. you know, there there were trends of like what is. It so was basically in. prepubescent, like you wanted to be the boy in the relationship, like obviously throughout the history of being gay, there's always been different categories. There's been muscle guys. There have been leather guys. There have been, you know, um, bears. There've been, you know, like natural twinks, but clearly within the early two thousands where everybody was wearing ultra low rise jeans that barely covered their pubic line, pubic hairline. Everybody was wearing medium t-shirts, you know, squeezing their bodies into the tightest tees that they could possibly find. Extra small, Having, darling, extra small, <laughs> extra small or baby gap, whatever your fantasy was. <laughs> but you know what? There was a, there was a, there was definitely that, yeah. that was a trend. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm. So his idea is like, well, where is it going from sorry. here? Uh, uh, Auntie Coquito wants to shut this whole thing down right oh, now. Yes, <laughs> give okay, it to us. Uh, no, yes, only, come on, uh, no. Uh, sorry, uh, only as somebody who spent a lot of time trying to be someone, uh, somebody else, or something different, or fit a mold to finally. Um, over the past, I don't know how many years, come into his own. We live in a community that is forever, and this is this is me on a soapbox now. That is forever um, judging us in on the way we look, on what we eat, on how we act, on where mm. we are, where mm. we hang out, who we hang out with, you what we're preach. doing, uh, and so on and so forth. That why do we need to? Um, uh, what's the Aspire. word? Uh, no. Um, why do we need to keep, uh, creating, keep cultivating, yeah. uh, cultivating this, um, this, uh, culture of, of, we need to be a certain thing. All right. Well, we need to be, uh, everybody on scruff and grinders, like, uh, only mask or, uh, no fats, no femmes, no Asians or, or whatnot. No, no, no. No, no. And I get it. I get it. It's going to happen with or without me, whether I agree or disagree (laughs) with it. But why, why do we have to adhere to it? A, and why do, and why must we perpetuate? And why must we perpetuate perpetuate and allow it? That was the word I was looking Mm -hmm. for. Perpetuate it. Why, Mm -hmm. why must we give it life? How do we fix it? How do we fix it? Because we're beautiful, right? Listen, I'm an equal opportunity fucker. You hot? Uh, uh, that's what I say. Get, I say the, I'm the UN. <laughs> All right. I don't care how big you are, how small you are, what you look like. If you're hairy, hairless, you know. If you're purple, I don't care. Like, and that's <laughs> okay, Barney. Day. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> She's a simple hoe. That's she said it. It's dick thirty. It's dick thirty. Thirty. And if you got a fat oh, ass, even better. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> that's, uh, uh, that's that's my two cents on this subject because it's just it's. I think it's kind of what leads to it, it leads to the disjunct that we have as a community. Like we are not a community together as one um, in mm-hmm. many places. Right. Hence, hence the need for queer POC people like us to have our own podcasts or, or right. to have our own voices. Cause we are not hence that whole debate about adding the black and Brown to the pride flag, right? Like, like inclusion and inclusion. And for as much as we're preaching inclusion, all we do is disclude on putting us in categories, <laughs> in categories. Thank you. I agree. I, 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 and I understand the question. I completely, cause there's going to be a new trend of something. I get mm-hmm. it, but I agree mm-hmm. with that. Like, it's just like, as much as we preach that we continue to want to be the trend and we want to feel like, Oh, now we're the daddy. Oh, now I'm in. And I feel included and I feel seen and I feel sexy and all this stuff. You don't need to have the crowds, adore you to be like that to feel that way you know and i guess that's where i was going back to what i was saying you can always find those if that's what you need to make yourself worth (laughs) feel self-worthy but i don't know i I guess i never just felt like i needed to be a trend or look for a trend in my i feel like i feel like the trend i think what will happen and i could be totally wrong but i i think what will happen for me the trend is this um it's more about gender fluidity 
or it's a bit more about, I'm sorry, not gender. It's more about fluidity. So what I see kind of like happening right now, if you just kind of like read the tea leaves, um, <laughs> people are getting more and more comfortable with who they are as an individual. And they aren't tolerating this idea that they have to be put into a certain bucket. And a, especially, you know, younger kids who haven't grown up with a lot of the biases that we have had to grow up with, you know, within our community and outside of our community, they don't, they don't have those as barriers that shape their mind. So, you know, there are a lot of people that are out there that are kind of sticking their nose up at the idea of conventionality and sticking their nose up at the idea that society has to tell them what they need to believe, how they need to look, how they need to act. And so you have a lot more. I just think about, um, the more that we have these conversations, these national and personal conversations about what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a woman? What does it mean to be self-aware? What does it mean to be, um, to own, to own and to own and, um, overcome your biases, right? What does it mean when we use language and what happens when we don't have you know, the language or understand the language that's being used. Like we're now starting to understand and leverage in conversation, things like cis, like cisgendered and gender non-binary. And this conversation is happening to a point that I think that the expression would be that. I hear you on that, but like, I just feel like even on that point though, you still have apps and things that put you in categories. And it's like, well, but that's what so I'm saying. Like, if we're talking about what will be the trend in the future and you, you build into the future. That means that there's going to be much more openness for people to be less confined to certain quote unquote categories. So I can imagine the new trend would be, Oh, you're just meeting people. However, that person is now it's not to say that that's how everyone's going to act. Right. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not saying specifically every single person because I don't use that language. I'm a generalist. So that means the vast majority of the people are moving more closer to accepting individuals for who they are and not being labeled as, oh, I'm just a gay man. Well, maybe I'm a gay man that. that I want to have sex with women from time to time. But relationship wise, I want to be more in a relationship with. A I man. guess I just think from technology's sake, it's easier from a technology's sake to still put people in categories and boxes. It's easier. Yeah. So, so easier I doesn't make it right. No, it's I didn't say it was right. Blacks I didn't say it was right. But I that'll that. make it right. I agree with that statement. However, I don't foresee apps and websites and things because just the way they have to build things to get it out to the masses still puts people in these categories, but still programs folks to think that way. Or well, they're what not you're you know, using is what you're using is a construct of what technology, how, how technology is leveraged today. I get that. So I get that. if you expand your horizons I'm, to girl, think my horizons that, are expanded. I got you. We're not talking about your legs. We're not talking about your legs. We're not talking about your legs, bitch. Horizon, okay? <laughs> All I'm saying is when we talk about imagining what will be in the future, it doesn't help us to use today's confines or constructs I'm, to define I'm with it. you. Listen, I got it. I understand uh, listen, all that, but my Whitney point is just said, with technology. Yeah. Listen, Whitney once said, I believe the children are the future. Uh, the future. Uh, okay. <laughs> and listen. Uh, and listen. And she always said, she also said, Bobby! <laughs> and she also said, crack is whack. All right. I'm too rich right. for crack. She said, show me the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. No, I understand what both of you are saying in the sense of, yes, if we're talking about what will be, well, great. You and I live in New York City. We live in a bubble, right? Much like talking about this president, we live in a very liberal city. You move outside of this city and not to like the coasts, right? To like inner America. And everyone's pro number 45, for sure. Like it's a very different world, right? It's not where you come from. Okay, Lisa Bonet. Um, and so, <laughs> and so, it, oh my goodness. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and so I think, I think that, um, Carell, maybe, maybe, Right in saying that as much as we would hope and dream that, yes, the children would be the future, right? But who's raising these children? Who is raising these children? Especially when we have people... At some of our like institutions, when something goes wrong, they're like, shut it down. Something racist happened as opposed to being like, hey, this is actually an institution of one of 15 gay bars that had here. Maybe there's a better way to go about this as opposed to just like shut it down and let's have a conversation, try to educate and make this a better space. You know, does that yeah, make yeah, yeah. does that make sense as opposed to kind of like everything is so cut and dry? Um it's just not that cut and dry. And I don't necessarily think, or maybe my point is we as the elders, it needs to start at the top and work its way down. Right. And once again, drawing back into me becoming the the gay man that I am today, who's someone who runs around in all sorts of clothing and paints his nails when he wants to. Some some of those old feelings come up. For example, a month ago, so I, I had a gentleman caller who I he pers- <laughs> not a gentleman caller. He personified himself. A gentleman caller, I like that. Pers- come on, Mary Agnes. <laughs> Welcome to the knitting circle. <laughs> I love it. He left a calling call. On a silver platter and all. I know that's right. <laughs> and, Come on uh, now. That's uh, a no, he personified himself in a very specific way, and I was like, uh, uh, "I don't have time, nor do I feel like taking this hot pink nail polish off." Well, we'll see what happens when he got here. And I found myself holding fists, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Like you, you're over this being that person, right? Like here we are." And it turns out, like a. He didn't care. Like, the, it wasn't even a conversation. And B, um, take off his shoes. And there he was with, like, blue nails or something. So it was just uh, yeah. really, really interesting <laughs> to see the the personification move into who the actual person was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. See, that's why I, I, I kind of ascribe this idea that we're moving closer to, like, non-labels. Because it doesn't serve us. It really doesn't. And so, I don't know, in my utopian world, that's what I would love to see. That's where I think the trend will be, if we want to call it a trend, um, because I, I don't think that particularly people that are of the LGBTQ plus persuasion really want to continue to label ourselves in those kinds of ways. We don't want to be defined a vast majority of us don't want to be defined because it doesn't serve us. Exactly. But I think and we need a different kind of language. I, I think get it this bring us, I think this brings us full circle to that Marlo Thomas free to be reference. I made like uh, eight hours ago um, <laughs> <laughs> that it's been ingrained in us. Like, for example, boys wear pink. I mean, girls wear pink, boys wear blue. Boys like wear pink. 
girls wear blue. Sorry, Todrick. Hey, Todrick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's like, what was he singing? <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know that one. Um, but <laughs> but um, it's like been ingrained in us, and it's like almost now human nature that things need to be defined, things need to be labeled. You grow up being like cup, apple, boy, girl, and so. I don't necessarily know if that's really, I, it's great and I, I'm here for it if that happens, but I think it's a hard fight. And it's kind of what she was trying to do back in the day, being like, no, 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 girls don't only have to cook and boys don't only have to fish, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, boy over there, it's all right for you to cry too. Girls aren't the only ones that cry, you know, uh, and things like that. And here's a weird thing about our community. As much as we want to just be, and I, I, you know I'm the biggest component of you are enough. Like, I'm the biggest component of it. But within our community, as much as we preach that, we still like to be, oh, I like to hang out with my leather daddies. I like to hang out with the jockstrap crew. I like to hang out with the people that paint their nails. I like So as much as we preach it, on the other hand, we still like hang out with the subcultures of gay communities that we want to hang out, that we're interested in. So that's where I get torn sometimes and saying, yes, I think we'll move there. But also a lot of times will be dragged right back when we want to have a, a hanky culture and this kind of culture. So it's finding that that line that s- still keeps us in the subcultures that we like, but still being able to say, just let us be. So it's going to just be interesting. Intrinsically, humans are designed in a sense or act in a way that draws us to people that are similar to us. So that's within our nature. I think the difference lies in... Um, those choices that we make to exclude others. So you right, can still right. you can still be drawn to people of the same body type or gender expression or eye color or whatever that is. But the minute I, the challenge of it is, is that historically we have been using um, our differences to exclude others. And right, right, I right. think the the national conversation that I'm seeing is about opening up our perspectives, removing a lot of those personal biases so that they aren't getting in the way of us um, or giving us a reason to exclude others from participating in whatever participating looks like. Hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I agree. So I I think we need to open this to the community, our community and also Michael's community, in your mouth, the gummers or whatever they're going to end up being, (laughs) to to see how they feel on this topic. What Do you see a distinct trend out there or do you think Trends are just going to be not trendy. <laughs> Listen, all I got to say is as long as we don't end up in The Handmaid's Tale, I'm okay. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to thank Michael for being part of our show in our Ask Your Auntie segment. It was everything. We love getting another distinct voice on these topics, especially because they come from our community. Um, and hearing just a different voice out here. So I appreciate you so much for doing this show with us. Yes, thank you so much, Boo. For real, come on, TT. Yeah, yes, TT. Yes. Thank you. I had, I had a blast. I had a blast, guys. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You know, thank you I love that. Like, I'm an un- unofficial auntie. Like, oh, right? for sure. Yes. You're, an, uh, you're an official right? auntie. You're an official <laughs> auntie. <now. laughs> TT, honey. Yes, TT. You are. All uh, right. <laughs> we'll have to do this again. Yes, uh, and thanks for having me on. This was a blast, right? Oh, thank you, boo. Thank you, thank you. 
Once again, a big thank you to the aunties of the Minority Report. If you want to join in on the conversation, and I hope you do, hit us up for reals. Uh, you can find them on social media via the Minority, that's T-E-A, Minority, T-E-A, like spill the T, Report on Instagram, and then I think it's M-T-E-A report on Twitter. Search them. They're super easy to find. Uh, send them all the love. And as per usual, you can find me at In Your Mouth Pod on Insta and Twitter, or email me at inyourmouthnyc at gmail.com. P.S. I've gotten word or wind that there may be a little glitch in the system out there. So if you're having trouble listening with your podcast player, wherever you listen, since I took this on solo, uh, the interwebs is a complicated place. I figured, or I found out, if you just unsubscribe and delete and then resubscribe, it should fix everything. So, yeah, that's about it, folks. As always, thank you for all the love, support, and thank you for listening to In Yo Mouth. <laughs>